0: Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Okay! Welcome to FMLVM, Milan! This Wild times at FML feel high. I already made three transfers for minus four. You already popped your wild card. What's your feeling in this moment?
1: Um I mean classic, bad start for me as usual, so I'm trying to not do the same thing I do every year, which is save wild card until the last possible moment. So I'm just on I'm just on it. On it now.
0: Yeah. I love it.
1: I don't really know if I have feelings. I think I'm still numb. It took me (laughs) two hours yesterday just staring at everything to come to the conclusion to actually do
0: it. So here I am. We had a long chat before you popped it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um,
1: basically, we're talking and hold on. on.
0: Before we move on, just really quickly, we, for those who don't know how we kind of handle international breaks, we're not going to be doing the normal pod next Monday because there's an international break, but look out for you know one or two fireside chats that we've planned. And then we'll be back with a normal pod leading up to game week five on the Monday after next, September 16th. So we're not going to do a normal pod for a long time, bro. Wait, September
1: 16th? No, that's not right.
0: Isn't that right? No, because that's after game week five. Oh, I fucked it up. Yeah, great. Oh, fucking great. <laughs> yeah, so. Ah, God damn it. The Monday before game week five is when we're back, whatever the yeah. fuck that is. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, you were saying, yeah, about us talking before you pop wildcard and shit like that.
1: Yeah, so you showed me like a minus four, basically could get Raz in, get rid of Kane, obviously, a must, must transfer move. And I would be like, quote unquote, fine, but. I still have these bad kind of fringe players and be taking a hit. And I feel like with what we know after game week three, I kind of have a good enough feel for who's good, who's bad, who's good, that's cheap, et cetera. I'm just going to try something different and see how it, see how it goes and use it early. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we can both agree that one of the hardest things in all of FPL is just balancing that. This is fine, and I should be responsible and patient. Feeling with making like making that decision to be like I'm popping my wild card. I'm taking whatever hit. Like I'm making the active, aggressive move to hop on a bandwagon or something like that. Like fi- finding out what's real amongst all that shit and what's the best move is is just I don't know, borderline impossible, honestly. Yeah,
1: you just have to pick a lane and stay in it and hope it was right, really, and is what you do. Yeah. Um, you just trust that you're able to... I mean, the entire year of FPL is basically the ability to take a small sample size and extrapolate it over the length of the season. I mean, it's really not until, like, game week 20s or so that we have, like, a reasonably large, you know, body of work. And then by that yeah. time, like, your rank is what it is, and it's harder to move. So the beginning of the season's tougher, obviously. So I'm just going to go for it. We'll see. But anyway, what, what about you? How was, your, how was your week,
0: weekend? Um, Good. Honestly, good. I uh, resisted the panic. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Um... I resisted the panic. I just did Pookie for Callum Wilson. So I netted six points there. I got 62 on the week, which is well above average. There's another, like, you know, pretty much low scoring week. Uh, the net average in the top 10K, which is, you know, sort of ins- insignificant at this point, is 44.5. Overall net average, 42.8. So feeling really good there, 20 points above average. I went up 240K to 114K overall. Which is super solid slash good for this early, so I'm off to a good start. Um, the problem areas in my team continued to be problem areas with you know Jerry D Blank, Rich Blank, Perez Blank, and Joe Gomez on the bench again. But the sort of like pillars of my team uh, carried me through it with Mo fifteen, you know Captain Raz. Pookie eleven, that transfer was good. Soy got the luckiest assist ever. Um, Ederson miraculously not getting a red card and turning that into two save points. You know, so all these little things that just came together in a low scoring week. But like I said in the beginning, I've already made three transfers because the price rises are so erratic right now. Um, so I'm already on a minus four for next week because I had two freeze. Um, all right, what did you do? Just let's let's get it out. What'd you do? I did. I honestly don't even remember. I did. They were that important
1: to you? Your yeah. FTL team's that important? It, it was just so fucking
0: hectic. Like I did not right. go into after Sunday after I'm on like three hours of sleep watching footy all day. It was not like yeah, today's the day I'm going to make a minus four three transfers. But so I did. Um, Jomez, Perez, and Rich out for Emerson, Mount, and Kevin. Chelsea in. Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, the Emerson one was me and Nate kind of holding hands on the swing set, deciding last night that he's the guy we're going to both switch Joe Gomez to. And honestly, I feel really good about it. And I'm excited to have him. He's been excellent. And I hope slash think Chelsea's defense will get a bit better with the guys that have coming back and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, the fixtures look pretty good. They only have one bad fixture until November, basically. So,
0: yeah,
1: could get some could get some big scores. I would. It wouldn't be surprising to see a couple of double digit spikes in the next yeah. like six seven game weeks. Yeah,
0: he's yeah, been close to scoring and very close to assisting in every game so far. So, uh, how'd you do?
1: Um, I got 56. Uh, Captain Kane Blank, obviously, good job by me. Got just like a lot of five spots. I had Kevin, Tony, Trent, and Soy, Soy Sauce Man, all with five pointers. Pookie and Mo came in with points, and that was about it, all short. I mean, it was a pretty nice distribution. I had a good amount of returns after my like 20 point last week or whatever, but. You know, when you when you get two points off your cap, you're uh, you're never going to feel good. So that's how I felt. It's weird to
0: have so many fives. Like five is not a normal number.
1: Five is my magic number. Oh, come on,
0: is it? No, I don't know. I'm just
1: fucking talking <laughs> shit
0: out of my ass like usual. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. You have four guys scoring five points, so and it's weird. But Yeah, Captain Blank just murdered you, huh? Mm-hmm. Vinay on outside so said, "Can Mrs. Walsh start a helpline for all the cane cappers amongst us?" she cannot. (laughs) She cannot. That's a hard no. Um, Yeah, okay. Let's do uh, housekeeping. Shout out to the FML Field Prize League slash Mug League winner of August. Um, First mug slash first prizes of the year, Philip Bazin, 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 a.k.a. Who Ate All the Mares Bars. Amazing job of you. Off to a flyer, 232 points in August, putting him at an OR of 629 in the world. You will be getting Mug and some other shit in the mail ASAP. And then shout out to the leader of the FML field publicly, Jackson McGee, a.k.a. the Demogorgons, flying 243 points, OR of 78. Fucking good job by him. These Some of these people just Captain Pookie in Gimmick 2. It just blows my mind
1: it's four million iq place. we're just not there
0: we're just not there we're not seeing the lines all right meat and potatoes as we're now sort of calling it um anywhere particular you want to start there's lots of questions and topics i have written down what what are you feeling um how does that make you feel walsh
1: <laughs> I don't know man. <laughs> I don't know. Stop asking me these questions man.
0: <sighs> I mean, all right. I have no I have nothing to. Just, take, can you drive the bus today? Yeah, I'm driving the bus. I just want you along for the ride. Um so wildcard, we just got two questions about wildcard. Seems the most important thing, at least to me, on this episode is talking about your wild. Because so D.W. on Slack said, "Is there actually enough information to go off to pop an early wild card? Besides a few random streaming options like Pookie and Martial, which everyone seems to have jumped on, there isn't really anything that shouts out wild card to me." And then Simple Mug on Slack said, "What are the main potential pitfalls that come in playing your wild card that you're looking to avoid?"
1: Um, I mean, I guess the first pitfall I keep like trying to look at and talk myself into is like solo Pookie up top is fine. Yeah, and it's just not. It's just not. It's just not fine. Um, so that's one definite pitfall. I think. I mean, realistically, what it comes down to is you know Champions League is going to be starting before we know it. Group stage games are going to start piling up, and having one bench player is just unacceptable. So that's one thing, um, otherwise, I still believe in like some of the premium defend defender options, and even though clean sheets have been tough the last two game weeks, I think that you know again what we knew before preseason one A and one B city Liverpool both going to be there at the end of the season, and I think that they're still like great investments in the defense even though the clean sheets haven't been rolling in yet. Um, I don't know, those are just the two things that spring to mind. What are you, anything that you're coming to?
0: No, I mean, I think this, the potential pitfalls of an early wild card are sort of similar to the potential pitfalls of, like, a game week one team, I guess. Because, you know, obviously it's so early in the season, so you're going to be sticking with this team for a long time. So I think just going with safe guys, nailed guys, you know, just basic stuff like that that we always talk about in game week one and, and still have trouble avoiding... Um is just you gotta just rein it in it and make those make those safer moves, I think. A little to a little yeah. extent, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean we're not fucking cracking the bank or whatever expression that fits here. Reinventing the wheel, just kind of uh, regurgitating okay. some old old themes.
0: Yeah, cracking the yeah. bank. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, no, that I made that up just me. That, that was a
1: miss. That was a miss. Hard what mess, about
0: what mess. do you about DW's question about is there actually enough information to pop it early?
1: Um yeah, I mean I think there is. Um I think it's pretty clear once more like City and Liverpool are just going to be walking walking the league whoever finishes first, you know, who it's anyone's guess. So I mean that's six spots right there. That's like more than 50% of your team. Um I think we've got a pretty good idea of like, you know, Norwich attack, some of the cheap defenders like Lundstrom and some other other guys that are oh in there that look good. It's it's you know Barnes is emerging again, and Alaire looked good this week. So we're seeing some budget guys there. I, I think you know the, the main thing is, and you know we have Chelsea with Mount and stuff, and Marshall if he's fit, like he's still a pretty cheap option. Like there's plenty of guys to pick, and it's hard to envision like those things changing in the next you know couple months anyway, unless if there's you know massive injuries. So. I mean, long and short, I think there is definitely enough enough information um, to go for. I don't know. What, do, you, do you see it differently or what do you no, think?
0: No, I think I agree. I mean, I think that a lot of those bandwagon guys, we kind of talked about this last week. I feel like a lot of the bandwagon guys are kind of just bandwagons for a reason, for lack of a better way of saying it. Like, they're good, they look good, the attacking's good, the numbers are good, et cetera. Like, everything at our disposal says that they're good you know and you can't really get better than that this early in the season like of course of course norwich could just like fall off a cliff and just be like relegation fodder from the you know next week on that's not impossible they're still like pegged to go down but based on what we have uh, you know we have a lot of good guys to pick from and i I think i mostly agree with you yeah
1: yeah, I mean, like, Mount, I mean, again, you know, we don't need a billion options. We just need like 20 or so. So I think we have that. And I think we have a pretty good idea. Like, you know, Chelsea look open. They're going forward a lot. Like, Mount's stats are ridiculous in three games. You know, that's just an easy pick. There's no reason to think that's going to change. If anything, they'll just keep improving as injured players get back, yeah, right. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You yeah.
0: know. Um, so on defense and cleans, you mentioned it. We got. We got five questions in on it. I'll just I'll just read these off quick. But Camille on Slack, have we seen enough to go light at the back? TJC on Slack, is it still good to have TAA and Rabo? D Silva says I feel it feels like things uh, cleans are a thing of the past. Um, but there's been a lot, several late or even last minute goals to wipe out the clean sheets. Is the broad move away from premium a jerk of knees that will punish the non believers? Drew Peacock is is five at the back still thing, and Al is premium defense still the way to go on wild card.
1: Um, I've been playing around a little bit with this. I mean, so I guess it's more useful to look at the players in isolation rather than just make some sweeping generalization. That kind of doesn't really make sense to me. So, I mean, Trent and Robbo, I still just watch Liverpool and see them playing out of position. I mean, yeah. they they play fullback for. 20% of the game. I mean, they're just in the final third the whole time. They're just midfielders. So, I mean, the way they play, you know, the midfielders drop back when they're in possession and up, up top and they just bomb forward. It's insane. I mean, Robbo's in the box like all the
0: time. Yeah, Liverpool's actual indirect- formation is basically just two five three. It's like the yeah, two center backs just yeah. chill.
1: One covering midfielder yep. depending on where the ball, what side of the field the ball's on and whatever. Yeah, it's just yep. They've the underlying defensive stats, as as minuscule as the sample sizes, are not good for Liverpool. They're letting up a lot of shots and, and big chances, et cetera, in the first three weeks. But when I look at them, just they've still only conceded three goals in three games, which is not like the world is falling down. It's like they're still, you know, right there, like Adrian Howler, game week two. They definitely deserve to concede a goal on balance given the chances Arsenal had yesterday. So that's, you know, I mean, Arsenal's Arsenal, but they were still really close to keeping it clean. I mean, they had a fucking little wee boy sloppy piece of shit that probably should have gotten blocked if AOC was trying. I don't know what he was doing on that play. Yeah, it was like a
0: Trent giveaway, like... Ox, not knowing what's going on, Hendo's tackle fell right back to Terreira's feet and still shooting through traffic for for the Queen yeah, I mean, to if, be wiped.
1: If Ox makes a diving stop, that's a block shot 100%. He yeah. just was standing there doing nothing. So, I, I mean, that's not his game. The sub, as well, I didn't understand in any way, shape, or form. But regardless of that, so basically, I, I just still see Robbo and Trent as just fucking great picks. And, you know, other than like Mount and Tony, I don't I mean maybe Trossard. I mean when I'm looking at those midfielders in that price bracket, I mean Pookies obvious and then you know we're looking at Barnes and Alaire, but these are all kind of guys in the same in the same price bracket. If I'm on Wildcard right now and I'm looking at my team for the next like 10 game weeks, I'm going to be having fucking problems if I'm putting like Alaire and things like that in my team. I am not going to feel like I'm going to have problems if I have Trent and O'Rabo on my team. So I still think they're great picks.
0: Yeah, I basically think the same. I mean, this is someone wrote in. I think it was Pete on Slack about like, are we falling into like these premium traps because of the defensive anomaly of last season, which is how he put it. And I wrote back to him individually, but basically that it wasn't an anomaly last season. Like there are always multiple teams for every season, pretty much we've ever played FPL. There are multiple teams in like the high teens of clean sheets every season, like
1: yeah, United or Chelsea or whoever the yeah, fuck. There are always a couple is. teams. Yeah. It's
0: not like the you know obviously twenty and twenty one or whatever it was last year from City and Liverpool is the extreme high on the yeah. like bell curve, but
1: and and the other thing too with this is right, there's twenty teams in the league not every team is going to hit their expected stats every season like that's not yeah. probable you know yeah. so we're going to if you like Leicester won the league you're going to have to see a team overperform pretty much all of their stats if they're going to win the league and there's going to be someone that does that like there's always a couple teams right
0: yeah exactly so i mean i i agree with you that like it's been annoying it's been frustrating early but I, it'll come good. It'll come good eventually. The
1: the, the I mean, th- Trent also has two returns and three. His two assists. Already, yeah, he's so just like he's a returning. I mean, he's yeah. yeah, he's playing. I mean, and Robo again. We've fucking sh- gone on about this every pot almost, but he he could have two or three returns as well with no clean sheets. Oh, yeah. Far. so yeah, he had
0: so many almost yeah. assists against Arsenal.
1: So what do you think of? But this is also like Van Dyke. Just makes no sense to me because. With the center back and their only threat is on corners, which is, you know, who knows when that comes. Like, you really need to be banking on the cleans. And with Adrian in and the way they've looked, like, I don't see an argument for him anymore,
0: right? Yeah, I think it's just him and, like, you know, the second center back, Matip, probably. Like, that's just a huge downgrade at this point because, because of how attacking the fullbacks are. They have, you know... Whatever Liverpool's possession is, say it's fifty five percent or something in the average match, like that's how many opportunities they have for attacking returns where Van Dyke only has corners. So yeah, I mean it's just the point five seems like seems like a greater like chasm than it did in preseason because of because of the Allison injury and just because they haven't been cleaning so far.
1: Yeah. So City, on the other hand, have been having pretty good underlying defensive stats, but they well, also until Bournemouth. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess until Bournemouth. Then, but they also only have you know the one clean game. Week one. Do you what are you looking at with City defense? Do you think that's still a safe buy? Yeah, safe still, hold.
0: Uh, yeah, I still think so. I mean, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth, that was a freak game, and Bournemouth, you know, did well on the counter and got good chances and stuff. I mean, Ederson was. I don't know what he was on that morning, and Kyle Walker was back to being horrible, et cetera. But they also just didn't play with a defensive mid, which is really weird considering, you know, Rodri and Dino were both fit, and everyone knows what happens when they're not in. So, I don't know. I, I, Pep's teams are always, like, elite defensively. The shot suppression is just the best in the world every year. They'll be totally fine, I think, too. So,
1: where do you buy? Because we still have a lot of other than Laporte. I mean, maybe that's the answer, but that's yeah, still. I, mean,
0: I think Laporte is still definitely the best. And, like, you know, he has a proven track record of, of goal scoring in his career, which is, is pretty good. Um, I mean, I don't know. Zinchenko, I guess, is still fine. He's, he's a transfer waiting to happen. So, I don't love bringing him in, but he's still kind of fine. And then I think Ederson is still reasonable, too. I mean, like six one's are really expensive, but you're getting thirty eight, thirty eight nailed games from them, so yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah,
1: okay. Any other like premium defense talk that you want to go
0: with? I mean, Everton, well, what, I think, is still pretty good. They're probably, honestly, the next best. Like, I I prefer Dean slash Coleman over United, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal. I think. So,
1: yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But yeah. um, and then I guess we could just spend a minute talking about just if you are going to go cheap at the back, right? I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, we have some name. I mean, Lum Trim obviously is the main main pick there. He's four one right now. I mean, the fixtures don't look great, but you know you can start him at Chelsea bench, start home Southampton, start at Everton bench Liverpool, start Watford. So I mean it's basically on and off like every other for a while. Right. Um until they had a good patch in in around December. But I mean Soy we have at four or five who's a good pick.
0: Um yeah, I like Soy. Have- I think Burnley assets maybe are a little overlooked. I mean like Pope is extremely popular, but I feel like none of their defenders are, and they're still yeah, like, solid, you know?
1: Yeah, like Loughton. Loughton, Loughton, seems Loughton good and to me. Peters
0: are the fullbacks, so they're fine. They still don't understand how Peters is whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's besides the point, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, like I mean, Montoya's been actually in and around the box again, but like I don't really trust Brighton. There's a lot of like really bad defenses. I mean, is it... Almost maybe time to look at Palace again. I mean they No the they,
1: fixtures are rough.
0: Yeah. It's just we want we want them over at the other like bottom ten teams by far. It's just hasn't the, the been fix, fine yet, I guess. The fix the fixtures are rough. Yeah.
1: And I mean if you're gonna be buying the pat like unlike Lundstram, who has like kind of similar like every other for a while ish. Yeah. There's other than PVA, there's no attacking there's no attacking threat and Kelly's gonna lose his job the second one of the other center backs is fit. So it just doesn't really make that much sense to me there.
0: Yeah. I still do think that like our preseason evaluation of Spurs is right. It just all depends on if Vert comes back or not, and if they find a right back or not, because those are like the sort of X factors that we didn't even consider. Like obviously it's gonna be Toby and Vert every single game. And now Sanchez is in, and they're fucking bad. But I don't know. If Vert came back, I think that like they would probably vault up to maybe the like fourth best um, defense, like behind just behind Everton, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, also, there's a lot of four fives on Newcastle. Um, I mean, they're still playing with like seven defenders every week. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they could be a reasonable rotational option, depending on what you're looking at and what weeks you need to start players, but. That new craft guy, he Kraft. he's he's had a couple of you know good pops up there, and he's playing, um, he's playing out of position,
0: yeah, back, yeah. No, that that's that's he's four or five. It, it looks
1: like he it looks like he's got that spot to his own for probably a
0: while. I can't really see any competition there, so he's a, he's a cheeky little little four or five pick. I think it's always nice to just have a team that sets up for a clean sheet every single game like they're just a bus every single match and so that's yeah. that's a feather in their cap for you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um let's talk cheap forwards uh ton of questions from ashir jeff d Flem, j flow wolfie wolfgang bennett about cheap forwards <laughs> with pookie and barnes bandwagons potential emergence of tammy we also got a question from brad he said apart from the Apart from "quote unquote" regression, is there anything to tell us that Smashy can't keep scoring given the great fixtures he has coming up from game week five?
1: What do you what do you see here?
0: I mean, Pookie, I think we can both agree is just obvious and good, and like barely even need to talk about. Like we just both trust the bandwagon and think he's good, and you should have him, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about him for a while last week. Yeah, nothing. I mean, he's come back in with double return against Charles. Right, about <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, he proved he proved it. Um, Smashley, man, I don't fucking know. I'm hoping that like, like people, stats people who are way smarter than me talk about him because like I can't wrap my head around it. But he's just fucking good. Like the stats are insane every week, and he's scoring. You know, obviously he's overperforming a bit. He's red hot to start the season, but not much has changed from last season to this season. And it's it's to me, it's enough data at this point. Like his XG is just out of fucking control. Good. Every game, and he's scoring and getting a lot of shots off, and he's just good. Yeah, I mean, I think he has the most shots in the league right now. Yeah, he's fucking. He's shooting four point five times per per game. His non penalty xG oh, yeah. per ninety is 0. 0.7 That's like fucking messy. You know, it's like it's just crazy what he's doing.
1: I just the minute I put him in my team is when yeah. Wood starts banging for fun. I've just been there before, and it's never fun. So the stats are what they are, but when I watch him play and run around, and he's just like a red card every game I watch him shout, waiting to happen. It just <laughs> does not fill me with any confidence. And Burnley as well are just not not an attacking team. I mean, they're you know they put a few past Southampton game week one. They scored one this week. They they got one on Arsenal. It's just I I just don't I just don't love him. Just don't like the pick that much. But yeah, the stats speak for what they are, and. It's not unreasonable that he's going to be easily earning his price, but it's just always going to be like two blanks in a row, and I'm going to be trying to figure out
0: a way to fuck him off. You know, right? Right. That that's the hard part, of course. That's that's the hard a, part. That's yeah. A problem. Yeah,
1: he is on pens. I mean, they don't get pens because they just fucking lump shit into the box, and they have all these huge players who can't dribble. But that's also a thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
0: it is weird, also, with the like non-attacking team because that. That was sort of the transition that started the like Barnes train was like they were fucking relegation fodder, terrible worst team in the league last season to start, like when they're in Europa, they couldn't keep cleans, they had Joe Hart, it was a nightmare. And like they just started attacking really well and putting up huge expected goal numbers and stuff, like out of nowhere. And that just has carried on despite like going back to to, you know, shit house. Nil nil type of team on paper, and it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. Dice Dice obviously deserves a lot of credit for what he's doing. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's doing it, and they're kind of good. All right, and, so yeah.
1: so Barnes, what, what about Alaire? What are you looking at there? He's like almost a million. He's point eight more than Barnes. What's what's the deal with him?
0: Um. It's just unfortunate that he he got hurt in like game week two because I think a lot more people would be on him or people who had him would have kept him because you know, the Game Week One City, we talked a lot about it in preseason, just kind of people putting too much weight on it and West Ham actually have a really, really good attack. And, you know, if if that city fixture was later in the season, West Ham would be more represented, I think, in the community. They look fucking good. Like, they just look really good. Like, obviously, against Brighton with no Alaire and no Felipe, it was it was not ideal. But Noble adds a lot to the attack, like his passing from deep. And Allaire and Felipe and Lanzini look really fucking good. And I think they're just a really good attack. I, I'm excited by him and them.
1: Yeah, I was really confused why Fournals wasn't in there because this like was the kind of game we want, we're waiting for with that, right? To get the four of them up there like he was doing in preseason. So like Alaire's just the kind of pick who I look at the fixtures and I look at him and the team and the way that Pellegrini's setting up versus the way Deitch sets up. Right. And I just wanna find that point eight at all costs to not have Barnes.
0: Yeah, I t- I totally understand that. I mean, like, West so, yeah. Ham look like they're the West Ham and Norwich are sort of the like must-watch TV at this point. Like, they're all of their matches are going to be like over four goals, which may be good for like betting and and fantasy points. Like, they're just what about when they play each other? It's just, I mean, the over under is going to be like six and a half. It's Probably. just like four three written all over it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. No. I I so, I, I don't. Hate that. Like, Barnes, I think, is still good, but yeah, for 0.8 more, if you're getting someone with like more of a chance of a double return and more consistently good attacking team, that makes sense to me.
1: Doesn't get subbed. I mean, it's this also comes back to like, I'm like Nathan, producer Nate, flying this season, like, make me a wildcard team. And he's like, in four minutes, he puts together like, Barnes is obviously in there. And I, this comes back to like my preseason thing of, How am I gonna have some player I absolutely fucking hate and think is bad in my team? Like, I don't want that. Right. So I mean, you know, you know, Barnes is not going to be on my team when I hit when the when the fucking deadline I mean, happens. Some, someone
0: asked about Are you thinking? I think it was Mishka. He asked that, like, Is Walsh thinking about getting rid of Kane? I was like, Dude, he's on wild card. Kane, there's actually zero percent chance as well as I Barnes. I mean, I don't know
1: why I don't know why you're giving him any airtime with such nonsense. You have to you have to hard <laughs> ignore those things. That's just it's an,
0: embar- it's an embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. What about I mean,
1: cutting between with with Tamela?
0: Yeah, 7 seven so M. I'm I'm still worried about rotation. I mean, I'm still not sure who's going to start every week. I mean, I think Tammy, broadly speaking, is first choice, but I also expected Giroud to start yesterday. I think everyone did, and Tammy kind of started out of nowhere, which means like I think the reverse can happen. They have not so good fixtures. I mean, home Sheffield United's okay, and then away Wolves, home Liverpool, like. Liverpool, you could see Giroud starting, like maybe Wolves. I I don't really know what he's doing. So I'm worried about rotation and just nailedness. So their fixtures don't start getting really, really good until game week seven. So I think you would just wait. And maybe like Tammy starts all three and then you can go Tammy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I like that. And it is giving me a little bit of pause with Mount, who you would assume would be in like an auto in, but... The next three are pretty bad. They're um, bad attacking fixtures. Yeah, they're really bad attacking yeah. fixtures. I mean, home Sheffield United instead of away is like, you know, they, they'll probably score two and win that game because. Yeah, they should. But yeah, at Wolves, home Liverpool are, are rough, are rough. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um,
0: but then, uh, I, what, just, are, what
1: about Wesley?
0: Yeah, well, also, I'm just thinking out loud like, how many of these guys do you actually realistically want? Just because there's so few options in the price bracket, like you're really lacking flexibility. Like some people are are back on three four three, which you know whatever formations are fine. You no, know, yeah. but no, but if, I, if you I'm have seeing three, three budget pookie, guys, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, po- I,
1: yeah Pookie Alaire and Barnes like three four three, like no, that's, that's not risky, good. man. That's really that's really bad. I think it's just really bad. Yeah, there's just it's no I it's just flexibility bad. at
0: all to move to really anyone that looks good and you can't get up to anyone either without dropping one of the mids that you probably never want to drop. It's just putting yourself in a really bad situation. So I don't like that. But yeah, Wesley, I mean... I was shouting him a lot in preseason, knowing absolutely nothing about him. <laughs>
1: You're just a fucking shouting striker on promoted team, merchant. I'm just That's a all you prom- do. I'm a promoter. All you do. We have Callum, Wesley, and Pookie.
0: No, I'm literally like a gem merchant. Like I love a hidden gem, mad scientist thing. <laughs> so That's you just talk
1: about them all, and then some of them hit.
0: Exactly. But Wesley, <laughs> I was shouting solely for the reason of fixtures, because Villa to me in preseason, had the best game weeks one through nine fixtures in the league by a lot. Their fixtures are still really good because we haven't hit game week 10 yet. And, you know, I mean, I thought he played obviously really, really well against Everton. The holdup was good. The finish and the run and the finish were good. I wasn't really impressed with him against Spurs or Bournemouth at all, though. So I'm still kind of unknown with him. I mean, I, the fixtures, again, I still think Villa... Are going to score goals from now through game week nine. The, the fixtures are just too good. But ah, trusting Wesley's tough.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so,
0: even less flexibility than the guys we just talked about at 6 0. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, what about looking at the guys? other side of the. I mean, Mopay finally got his first start, but I think, you know, it's. He just.
0: just him and difficult. Che Adams are the like missing sitters every single week, club right now.
1: Yeah. it's It's not great. Yeah. And and they kept keep subbing Che. I mean, he looks whatever. But what about on the other side of the coin? I mean, looking at like the premiums because you know now you know I'm not like OBS for example, right? He got the Liverpool game out of the way. Still fucking return, obviously, whatever. And then and they're about to go on a I mean home Spurs, but the fixtures are pretty good for them until like December, just generally speaking. And like I don't know, Lockett didn't start, which makes sense in hindsight based on the game and what they were trying to do. But and like he's always like subbed a lot and a little bit risky there and like nine five isn't cheap. But do you are there any guys that you're seeing who like haven't been talked about that much that you think could be really good in the next like two months that that could be cheeky picks of the forward spot?
0: Um, I think Obbs is one of those guys. I mean, I think like a lot of it was circumstantial with Kane's fixture home Newcastle. <clears throat> And Ob's being a a, you know a way to Liverpool, but I think the bandwagon was everyone on Kane and like Ob's ownership is not reflective of how good he is, and he should be he should really be up there as maybe most owned or or close to it forward. I mean he won't because Pookie, but like he's elite, and I think he's really trustworthy. So how do you
1: how do you fit him in? What, What are you doing? Like how are you looking at fitting him in?
0: Yeah, I mean that's the problem, right? Because you want Raz, Mo, Kevin. First and foremost, and then then maybe fitting him in. I don't know. I mean, I mean are
1: you comfortable going? Because you would need to go really cheap at the back if you go with those three midfielders and OBS. Like, you would need to go probably no Liverpool defender. I mean, maybe Van Dyke if you're just desperate for coverage, but you'd probably need to look at like Cantwell starting and, you know, like three. You would be in like a 3 5 2 with Pukki up top, and you would have to rotate. Four defenders for two spots, and you'd maybe have like Dean or something.
0: Like, do you think that's a good team? I think it's a fine team, but I think it maybe is not worth it.
1: It's just too thin to just wedge obs and yeah. You think? I
0: mean, we were just talking about the risk of like starting with three six five 4s and then you're talking to me about like starting Cantwell every week and like rotating like Lundstrom in and fucking all these guys that like. Are we really going to be surprised if, like, Sheffield United suck and Lundstrom doesn't get another? You know, he had a good attacking, he had a really good, like, high XG chance, but it would have been offside, so not actually. And we're not going to be surprised if, like, Cantwell blanks for four games. Like, that would be very unsurprising, right? I mean, he creates, like, yeah. one chance, maybe shoots once per game. So, yeah, I just don't, especially on wildcard, more so than not on wildcard, I don't like you know, pigeonholing in those like depths of fucking four or five mids starting every week where you're gonna maybe be in a trouble trouble spot and I see hits in your future. So Okay. Yeah, I just don't I don't think that's great. The the only guy that screams out to me, maybe two guys when you were saying that though, or like I think Rashford, if if Tony is actually hurt and we don't really know anything yet about his hamstring, but hamstrings are tough. I think Rashford Gets a few bumps up, in my opinion, and just his FPL, you know, playing playing center forward with probably another, like, passer-type person, Mata or something like that, coming in for Tony, I think would, would bump up their attack and bump up Rashford for me. And then Callum Wilson is still just chilling. I mean, like, he has three kind of bullshit assists out of three so far. And he hasn't been shooting much. He got one one good chance against City, but you know they they have okay fixtures. Bournemouth are okay, and I don't know. He's he's not awful or anything like that. Well, usually when he's fit, he's always returning points. Like in his you know for the last four years, if he's fit, he's returning points. And I don't know. I just think that everyone was on them for for the first two game weeks, and every single person in the world went off them. He even dropped in price, and I just think, like, I don't know. He's still pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. all right, all right. That's it, yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, so transitioning to Kuhn, I mean, mm-hmm. Ke- Kev IRL on Slack said, we need to talk about Aguero. Under the radar, displayed scoring the first two games, then a brace this game week. The general wisdom had Raz plus Kev as the desired city attacking double-up. Could Raz plus Kuhn be better, especially for those with Kane right now looking to ship him? Also, Jesus out until after international break, and then Al on Slack said so Jesus out for a month. Is Aguero a really hot option right now?
1: Oh god! But the injury oh. news
0: is we don't actually have any solid injury news, right?
1: I've, everyone keeps saying that he's out till like after the IB. So yeah, but I don't that's, know that's where one that comes game from. Week. It's one game week, but if it's a hamstring and you know he's going to take some time to come back, I mean he's obviously not going to be pushing for a start. I don't know. It doesn't matter really that much. But what what do you think about what do you think about like Coon versus Kev?
0: Uh, it's so hard, dude. I mean, because it
1: comes back to the other thing, right? Of what like where we were talking preseason about the combo of having a mid-priced midfielder versus having the mid-priced forward in the other slot, like other than pookie like wouldn't you want marshall or mount like a lot more than the other forward in that price slot
0: yeah probably i mean Allaire maybe is is that maybe he's a, bridge. Yeah, he's a guy yeah but uh, here's the thing with Kuhn. is like he had one of his best seasons ever last season 21 goals 11 assists he finished on 201 points was mostly fit for the entire season kev shits out 200 points for fun like it's just that's a guarantee if he stays fit he's just 200 points that's just what he is yeah so i don't understand why we would pay like two and a half million more for coon even though you know he's a captaincy option he's sexy we both love coon and everything about his fucking adorable face and hair but from a fantasy perspective i'm just like I, Kev is just the best value sort of premium guy in the game to me, and that's not really okay, gonna be. So what change. what
1: about what about Kuhn versus Raz then? Like if you're looking for, you know, cap looking at cap in the next couple game weeks, like if Jesus is still fucked or whatever.
0: Yeah. You could talk me into that. I mean I think Raz What does long, that look like? I think Raz long term is better, just you know, he doesn't get subbed and like he's he's a proven, like, dominant FPL force, but if you're gonna tell me that you want Coon because you want to, you trust him more to captain, you know, and home Brighton away Norwich the next two, home Watford the next three, I can see that. I can see Kuhn as being the better pen option. I mean, the better captain option on pens and just you know more central and stuff like that. I, you can definitely talk me into that. I mean, is that worth being talked into? I mean, if I'm on wild card, I'm thinking about that, right? You must be oh thinking about god. that.
1: I, I haven't thought about it, no. I've been trying to figure out like, back to the skimp on defense and put all three in with Mo. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know, I'm fucking wild, man, right now. It's Monday, I have a lot of days to, to do this. How many tickers
0: from now till deadline? No, like,
1: probably like 500. Oh my god.
0: Let's what, fucking go or
1: more. I don't know.
0: No, I just love it. it just, I'm, I'm getting the residual excitement of you on Wildcard. I'm just like, you're like taking the bong grip, and I'm like s- scraping the resin to just get like one more hit out of it. It's amazing. Oh, um, God, Yeah, I mean, in those three, like, who would you rather captain? Let's just say you're captaining either Raz or Kuhn in, in all three of those. Home Brighton, mm. away Norwich, home Watford.
1: I mean, I don't think it's close. It's Kuhn.
0: It's right. It's Kuhn. I uh, mean, like, uh, Raz is incredible. He can score a hat-trick any week. Last two weeks, barely involved in anything. He still scores a goal in both. Like, he's, you know, I, we don't need to talk about how good he is for FPL. But for captaincy, you don't really want barely involved scores a goal. Like, you want central central tip of the sphere, like, fuck fest on pens. And that's coon. Wow.
1: I mean, honestly, the other thing though that I keep like thinking of is like, is it really that insane to go thin at defense for a few weeks while Man City have this like stupid run and then figure out like how to backdoor money into defense over the next couple months?
0: By stupid run, you just mean the next three? No, then it's away Everton Home Wolves.
1: Yeah, I mean, then yes, for the next. I don't, I don't know. Stop, don't, don't get mad. <laughs>
0: I'm not mad. at this. <laughs> just poking holes in the fucking dumpling and letting the steam out, you know? As they say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. This is too much for me right now. What? What else are we, Where else are we going? Today? I
0: love wild card pods because I can just. I'm like inceptioning you. My ex, my expected inception per ninety is just astronomically high. It's like five hundred inceptions per ninety. No, I it's mean every little thing about I Rashford, say. Like, like you're like, talking about
1: Rashford. I clicked a couple guys. Like oh Rashford's <laughs> in. And then we start talking about I clicked a couple things. I'm like oh i Like does this count towards the five hundred tankers Because I've already done thirty. I don't know if
0: it counts. I'm not
1: sure how it works.
0: That's exactly know. it. I love that so much. I'm just like. And
1: like I need someone, you know, they have the little clicker when they open the gates, and they're counting how many people come into the yeah, festival. Like I need that. that girl, like behind with her like dad cap and like her collared uniform, just like yeah, click, she- click, click, click.
0: <laughs> Every time you transfer, you x out a guy. She clicks. Yeah, click. be <laughs> all right, all right. So another another hot topic. We got a few questions in. Was just the idea of transfers. Early transfers, late transfers, price rises, and shit like that. So Brad on Slack said, "'Under what conditions is it okay to make transfers early in the week? Under what conditions should we be waiting until Friday?' Chuck Norwich on Slack. Chuck Norwich. I like that, man. "'Has the game changed the way we need to strategize with the drastic early price drops and rises? Has the mass knee-jerking made the Friday transfer a thing of the past?' And then Mr. Toolsy, legend on Slack, said, "It seems like the whole world took hits and made early transfers last week. Whatever happened to hold the line, gladiator style? At what point do you throw out the long-term strategy in an effort to just stay in touch with the pack?" It is. It is getting more and more erratic. It seems like every year with just like the early I transfers mean, and the price price changes. I
1: think the the main difference and this is i mean it's a year removed so i always kind of forget but the main difference to me this season seems like there's more price drops the price rises seem like they've been very tame like we're seeing like two a day or whatever and they've all like made sense like pookie and shit but yeah, that's true. It seems there's like a like lot like of the players
0: drops every day
1: yeah like there are a lot of price drops every day and it's kind of stupid like i have like jack he was under 1% owned when i the game week one started and then he price dropped it's like what well, what? What? It just doesn't make sense, and yeah. so that's frustrating. And I mean, part of my wild card was to avoid a couple drops. I mean, if I sat all week, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at a good like point five farming team value with my wild card, which is about where you want to be, and as well as getting rid of, rid of the dead weight. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think you need to. You know, be aggressive early in the game weeks at the beginning of the season. We usually do make early transfers when there's no midweek games. We haven't had midweek games yet. We have midweek games this this week, but you know, it's all the shitty teams, and they hopefully will rotate for the fucking make believe cup or whatever the competition is. That a super cup of England or something? I don't know what it is. It's whatever it's called. But um, no, I, I we always don't care about team value, but we also don't. Act dumb to not get team value when we can, and when there's no midweek games, and you know what's what with no injuries, then it's dumb to wait. You know.
0: I mean, I think it's for me at least. Mostly, it's it's the guys I'm targeting, depending on if I make the earlier early move or wait until Friday. I think if if you know fucking some guy that I hate is like rising. I'm never going to bring him in anyway. I'm not going to like just follow the bandwagon because he's rising and everyone else is getting him in. But if, if Kev is rising and I literally can't afford him if I don't make the move on Sunday or Saturday, which is what happened this week, then yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous to not bring him in because that's exactly who I want. And I've been targeting for two weeks, and missing that would mean I'm getting a significantly worse player in and like going away from my plan or whatever. But I don't know if you can afford if you have the leeway to afford the move, you know, from Saturday to Friday. Even if the player is price rising, I don't think it's just flat out dumb to wait till Friday. Dude, I hate talking about price changes. Yeah, let's just stop talking. about Why do we
1: talk? We have to stop talking about price changes. It's like like we we've been good about not talking about var. Like we need to stop talking about price changes. I think like as a rule.
0: Okay. No price. How many times have it. we talked about this?
1: We talk about this every three pods for 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. God. Make your
1: fucking transfers. Don't make them. I mean, it's not like a new shit. Like, it's the same fucking shit.
0: Yeah. Also, people DM me all the time at Slack. I mean, do that. That's fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's DM me, DM you. D- DM, fine. Like, we're on Slack. That's good. Good job for both of us and you guys if you want to talk about, like, Price changes are happening. Should I make these transfers? Like, yeah, we're up to top, but like the strategy of like price changes and what
0: like, yeah, team guys, just it's like so fuck,
1: dude. It's such an. It's just not fun. It's oh like we're not God. like we're not like stock analysts. Like, oh, like <laughs> we should look at like the oil commodity futures or some shit. Like, I don't give a fuck about like six million or five point nine million on player piece of shit X who's bad anyway. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck.
0: fuck. That was good. I'm on wild
1: card, dude. I don't want to talk about fucking yeah, price prices. Yeah, I need players. Fair.
0: I need to get the right players. That's that's very fair. Okay, so let's move on to just some, some questions. Let's just pound through some questions. Vax on Slack, which teams feel like complete stayaways right now? I'm looking at you, Wofford.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a good, good place to start. <laughs> they uh, are um, bad. Holy shit. Although Jerry D actually looked kind of good. I think
1: Spurs are a complete stay away, Oof. and Wolves, and I think that's it. Spurs, yeah. Who the fuck do you want from Spurs? Are you kidding me? Son or something? Don't be so silly, Alon. He's nine point five million. He's why not is seven he, nine why is he anymore.
0: Nine Because he's an actual good player, and the Towers. He's obviously good, but like he's the same mm-hmm. price as De Bruyne.
1: Yeah, it's bad. We talked about this in preseason. That yeah, was mispriced. That's, that's
0: a big, big. That's gag. stupid. I mean, it's funny. You, you a- just say spurs and wolves. You fucking twat. <laughs> 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 Complete stayaways. They're few and far between. Like we. No, just- but I'm because I'm honestly going through in my head
1: of each player in each position, and there are. Multiple better options at the same price on other teams for everybody. Yeah,
0: basically what you're saying is the Wolves and Spurs players are overpriced.
1: I mean, they could be three million, and I still would known them. But yeah, sure, we can go with that.
0: I mean, no, but seriously, that is what it is, right? Like if 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 Doherty was the same price as Montoya, yeah, if he was five, we would have, have like, Doherty. Right? You know, like
1: yeah. Yeah, no yeah, question.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, they're overpriced. If Jimenez was 65, well. he'd be an option, you know, whatever, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I mean I what still you- think Jota will come good eventually, but Yeah, but right not right now. Not right now and Europa does seem to make have made an effect. I mean they've three draws on the balance. It's not I mean there's good. a
1: reason why We've been on zero of their players, or not even remotely considering their players for the yeah, beginning yeah. of the season. Like yep. this is why they have just been parked every game, and it's a joke. I mean, they took a ninety plus, they took a stoppage time pen to get a goal this week. Like they just look
0: bad. Yeah, they look fucking. It's bad.
1: almost as though they play first teams on Thursday before they play on Saturday, and they have no squad. It's almost as if that's been happening. Yeah, and surprise—the
0: the tie is not done this week like it was last week. They're still going to have like a tough game with Torino mm-hmm. on Thursday again before yeah. before Sunday against Everton away. Everton, like it's not yeah. looking good for them. Yeah, no, no,
1: But are there any other teams like complete? Because I keep like there are a couple guys. on like so. even the bad
0: teams. I'm like you're like
1: Brighton. It's like okay.
0: I'm like Southampton. I'm like okay. Maybe, you can talk maybe me Palace, a couple guys just for now.
1: Well, I mean. Can- yeah. No. 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 Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's fair.
0: Because like Wolf hasn't really been on it yet. You yeah, do Wolf want is Wolf's Ayu familiar. or Benteke or are just bad strikers. Um, Kelly Kelly is really the only one. He's yeah. Four, Kelly is but... good. He's four one. He's his spot will not be there soon. Like he's he's yeah. gonna get dropped. I, I agree with you there. I don't know. Maybe may Palace for now. Yeah. I
1: mean, I guess you could Gaz now that he finally played. A game and he yeah. should obviously be playing from now on.
0: You think he'll play over Tompkins? I do, yeah. Oh, okay. He's better.
1: I mean they they're very similar, like profiles. Yeah. And he's just better. He's just better. Yeah. There's nothing that Tompkins does better than Gaz.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Man, yeah. I wonder with these price drops, like, there's gonna be some like the 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 effect of all of these insane price drops is gonna be like some really nice value picks later in the season. Like Allison might be like five five by the time he comes back. Like Wilf might be six five by the time Palace have good fixtures. Like shit like that.
1: Yeah. Like Keen, Keen, I still have an eye on Keen. Dude,
0: I love Keen and the Wolves. Like they drastically changed the game when they came on. They're yeah, they're they're price dropping too. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
1: What's going on with Matto? He.
0: Really He's good. a guy who I'm like that
1: could be like a little baby Kevin kind of pick who just yeah he, keeps ticking and totting.
0: He is an absolute tick machine, and he he just touches the ball so much. He's just he does touch it. He touches it a lot. Always touching it. All, all, <laughs> he's just like always <laughs> on the ball though. Actually, like he makes like all of their passes. He's just like a key pass monster. He had the most in the league last season. He's en route to another ridiculous season already, you know, this season. And yeah, it just seems like his involvement and just everything is just gonna be high always because he's just he's just doing everything. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's one of those really safe long term guys that is probably underowned.
1: They do have like a little bit of a tough go. They have United, Spurs, Liverpool three of the next five.
0: Yeah, but United and Spurs are not bad attacking fixtures. And I'm not just taking the piss because I'm like a Liverpool supporter or something. Like those are totally fine attacking fixtures.
1: That's true. That's true. I, I've looked at him a little bit of like a little bit of a rug, a little bit of a rug pick there in midfield.
0: Yeah, it's just the 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 unattractive thing is just like assists like it, he's just so not a goal scorer and it's like you yeah, look like comparing him to assists. like mount is like not even close yeah, it's right it's like yeah, it's mount is like shooting four times per game and looks like he's he's just got a lot of goals in him and maddo you're kind of just looking at like a i don't know just really just ticking and i don't know he had a he had a decent points total last season but is he going to surpass that like is he going to get more than 7 goals 7 assists like i'm i'm not sure I mean, well, he's prob- got two
1: assists and three. Yeah, like he's it, maybe definitely he's more ten, than seven assists. Maybe
0: like ten to twelve assists. Is he going to get seven goals? Maybe not.
1: Yeah. So maybe he's going to settle around like one. Yeah, but if he finishes around like 150, 165 point range, like that's good for seven. Million, that isn't seems
0: it? good for seven. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know. Matter. Just just throwing out there. Yeah. Leicester are
0: really weird because they just their attack looks like really conservative and bad so far. I mean, obviously they're getting fine results like. Draws against Wolves and Chelsea are fine, and then they pick up three points when they need to, but they're supposed to be better than fine. It's a little bit frustrating so far. Um, Dodi Dor on Slack, with Mount Cantwell Pookie emerging as amazing cheap, cheap options, is three at the back the obvious best formation?
1: Um. I mean, it could be. I mean, definitely not five. Five is too much right now. I think the way yeah, everything's five, looking, five is it,
0: bad. Yeah, I
1: think three or four. It, it just comes down to what you can afford. You know, how many premiums you're trying to wedge in, and then yeah. you know if you're going to go for a rotation. I, think I don't think there's no formation.
0: Op- doesn't matter that much, to be honest. It's like there are good three five twos, three four threes, four three threes, four four twos. There are good teams in all of those formations.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: JP on like double Burnley with Pope Barnes and double Norwich with Cantwell Pookie's madness or is it a must-have? <laughs> with three city, three pool, and Mount, that would be a regular starting 11, but with cheap enough guys to rotate with other options like Soyboy, Lundy, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously must-have is just this absurd thing to say, but yeah, it's reasonable. Um, it's definitely reasonable. They don't really have much analysis there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the template. Like That's yeah. the template wildcard. Yeah, that is the template that it, team, what fine. was just said, is the template. Yeah, and it's fine, it's, it's good.
0: Um, Sirac followed up with, are we comfortable starting Cantwell every week? Is he an easy swap with Perez? And, and Rydell said, are there any bargain guys? Lundy, Cantwell, etc. cetera, you'd be happy to start week in, week out. IMO, Cantwell seems like a safe starter every week, but is owning him and Pookie too much?
1: I don't know Cantwell. Cantwell still makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, his underlings are pretty bad. He has two goal attempts in three games. Um, he's got you know eight chances created, one big chance in three games, which is better with his two assists. But you know his xG is one point two three, I think, because he had that sitter.
0: Yeah, but he just had one really high xG shot.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's had two shots, two shot attempts, and his XG is 1.23, Yeah, one one
0: was 0.57 against Newcastle, and then this week against Chelsea is 0.75, so, like, legit just a tap-in, yeah.
1: But his XA is only 0.17, so it's... It's a tough one with him. I just don't... I don't know. I, I really... I still don't... That's one thing I still don't know. I mean, they've got somewhat good fixtures, and I think rotating him is fine, I mean, he's so cheap. He's under fucking five million. So, I think it's probably fine. Is my is my gut, but yeah. I'm still not like so happy going into the week with him in a position where I need to start him. If you're rotating, I feel a little bit better. But if I need to start him and then suddenly like a couple games go and he looks bad, like and then it's a big problem. I, I'm not sure. What yeah, you that's think? what
0: I'm. That's what I'm worried about too. I mean, like. I think he's really good. I also think Buendia is really good. I also think Pookie looks really good and the fullbacks and the style of play and everything. But I just don't think that the volume is there, that he's going to be really a good start every single week. And it's one of those things where are you starting him every week? And in your head, you're kind of thinking he's going to return like a six, five or seven million mid or you're starting him every week and just being like if he blanks four in a row it's fine cuz he's four or five and he enables the other the the, the other premiums cuz i think the latter is more realistic like he might just blank four games in a row or whatever not get his one shot but if you're treating him like expecting attacking returns as like <clears throat> a main key cog attacker for you i think you'll probably end up disappointed
1: yeah probably probably
0: Probably. I mean it's hard, right? Because he didn't he barely even played last season. Like we really just like don't know that much about him. Um or have like any data on him. And it's just he looks good and he's getting some good chances and stuff, and he's like young and sexy, but yeah, we just don't really know much about him.
1: Yeah, and I mean Buendia, just for a second to talk about him, like his stats are are okay. Mm-hmm. But the, the the goal scoring is, is a concern, I think. Like, he's just not... He's gotten a couple pops, but he's not... He's just not getting... He doesn't get in the box, so... Kind of, sort of reminds me of, like, a little Siggy Light kind of a thing before
0: Siggy I, used to overlap. And I was going to say Felipe Anderson. Yeah, somewhat, something like, like he, that. he makes a lot of tackles, which, you know, like... He, like, IRL, he's fucking incredible, and, like, that's what, like, draws me towards him, but, like... For a fantasy option, he's a lot of build-up, a lot of link play, and like he he creates chances and stuff, but he doesn't shoot. Um, Mandias on Slack, how do I know the difference between good decisions and luck? I'm trying to be less results-orientated, but it's really tough in FPL. Hmm, That's an interesting question,
1: actually. I don't think anyone's ever asked something like that before.
0: Yeah, I like that question. Um, Results-orientated is definitely something that I think me and you are good at, Avoiding or are good at being aware of and talking about, and just not like points chasing and stuff like that. Like, I think for me, a result the difference between like results oriented thinking or, or point chasing is I want to be aware of how the player actually played. I want to see an eye test that validates their points. I want to see stats that validate the points. If I have someone who's just Shooting one time per week, like a pulling like a kapoo or whatever and scoring every week. Like, I'm not going to back that to me. That's just, you know, bandwagon results oriented thinking about like keeping, keeping a bad player or something like that. Like, so for me, it's always kind of just a mix of, of lining up all of these different things that. To, to make, honestly, just to make sense of something. Like, I'm not even looking for something. I'm just trying to wrap my, my stupid fucking head around <laughs> why a player may or may not be scoring points and make sense of it. And that's really what I'm trying to do there.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I think that
0: was well said. Thanks. Um, we got five more questions. Wolfgang Jones on Slack, probably a team specific question, but who would you pick between McGinn and Cantwell as a replacement for Cal Rob?
1: I think probably Cantwell's worth the uh, extra savings to go put elsewhere,
0: yeah, I mean, if it's a start every week spot, I think McGinn's probably better feel safer, yeah, I think start every week, you're looking at a guy who's shooting a ton and you Involved. know and just more yeah, he's just more of a actual like forward than Cantwell is yeah that's and fair. I think. Yeah, I think for start every week I I prefer that. I mean, one of the things that like Kaylee said to look out for for like an early trend is someone who's not shooting like they have high xG per shot. And Cantwell is just like the definition of that, right? He has two shots that are tap ins basically, and nothing else.
1: Yeah, that's the most unsustainable thing possible.
0: Yeah, so I don't like that. Okay. Um, Brad on Slack, who's everyone loving that you're not, and who are you loving that it seems nobody else is?
1: Um, I think Emerson definitely is in that second camp, right?
0: Yeah, I think we're pretty high on Emerson. We had a long like, pod boys chat about him and, and came full circle that we like him. Um, I mean, Nothing else is really jumping out to me. Well, Barnes is your obvious answer. Yeah, I mean,
1: I just think he's a terrible player, but I mean for me I think
0: if it's like it's like Manchester United's defense. Like I yeah. I can I can get behind Martial, I can get behind Rashford. I can even get behind like a fucking like James Punt or something, but Paul or whatever, but the the ownership percentage of like Juan and Maguire and De Gea is just absolutely ridiculous and insane and bad to me.
1: What about Daniel James? You mentioned him. I mean
0: I mean he looks fucking good. I yeah, really like good, him. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I really like him. Like he's six. He, yeah, he looked really good in, in the bits of like Swansea that I saw, like in the cup and stuff. And he was highly rated. He's lightning quick. He's young. He's just adds a lot of shit that no one else does on the team, I think. Like he's the only sort of natural winger. Um he's always making the runs behind. He's always available. I just think he's good. I, I haven't really looked at his stats for for fantasy perspective, I have to admit. Um Let me take a look at them
1: right
0: now. Yeah, let's take a look at them right now. I mean, yeah, he he, he could end up being just another like cheap yeah. fucking good mid. Um point seven six XG, point one
1: five
0: XA. I mean let's shooting point seven eight per ninety, like that's good. Yeah, but that's all weighted good. because of the Palace game, he shot once as a sub against Chelsea, once against Wolves, and then four times when he started against Palace.
1: Zero chances created on the season. Yeah,
0: mm, that's not ideal. That's not great. But yeah, I mean, if he keeps starting and he has he'll those shots points. in
1: him, yeah, he'll get points.
0: Yeah, he'll get points. Mm, There's no question. I right?
1: never, never thought about him before. Okay.
0: He had the he had like the best chance of the match for United that like volley that PVA blocked early. That was like a really that was maybe their best chance of the entire match outside the pen. Um so yeah, I mean one to one to monitor for sure. Yeah. He's easy to easy to like, easy to root for. Yeah, definitely. Um Ben Urphy on Slack, hot Ben Urphy, asking for a friend. Say you have a set and forget team that's ranked sixty nine K and your real team is ranked five hundred K. Is it ever okay to say fuck it and pretend your set and forget team is your main team? I'm just asking for a friend.
1: Yeah, okay. No, I mean I don't know. What are you trying to what are you trying to do here? What are we doing here?
0: I mean if he like joins our prize league with the a, a second set and forget team, I'm gonna ban him to oblivion. But yeah, if you right. wanna to lie to like your girlfriend yeah, that you're doing know. really well, right, then good. yeah, go yeah, for it.
1: That's good, that's good.
0: Sirak um, again, like, after three weeks, it's quite clear the most relevant options are going to be City and Liverpool. While neither be, seem to be able to hold it clean, who are the six players we should have from these squads? I don't, know. I don't know. I mean,
1: probably from City, if you're like doing the safe thing, it would be Raz, Kev, Laporte. And then yeah, for Liverpool, it would probably be like Mo... Uh, I mean, Mo Trent, and then... Oh Trent rabo Or is it yeah, Mo I mean Trent Adrian's just Adrian like Pope, but then like you're kind of stuck for a few weeks having to spin your wheels to try and shift the money about or I don't know yeah. if that's
0: good. It doesn't seem like you want to spend twenty-four million on Salah and Money.
1: No, that's not really tenable.
0: Yeah. If the cleans are actually down, maybe it's a season for Bob, but
1: He's also know. just too expensive.
0: Yeah, he's just expensive as
1: five. If he was he should be eight five still. Like I don't know why he's up to nine five. Yeah. It's just same it's similar with Laka, it's just like it's promoting less squad diversity in the game, which right. we've talked about, which I just don't understand. Like yeah. why wouldn't you underprice someone by point five? Versus overpriced by 0.5 when it would mean that more people would have these players, like it just would be more fun. It's, I mean, that's. I think that's just a fundamental flaw in the game. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's I think just Bob's, a bad decision. Like the, yeah, the difference between
0: obs and lock ownership should not be twenty four percent to three point three percent. No, it just shouldn't be the no, case.
1: That's, it's stupid. And like Monet also just shouldn't be eleven five. Like he should be. 10, 5, or 11. Like, you know, they, they, a lot of players yeah. could just be cheaper and it would just be yeah, more fun because yeah. we could have different teams.
0: Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and then last question Rydell again, excluding Raz, who would be your number one must own guy for the next five ish game weeks? So just short term, who do you, what, who's the guy that you, if you don't see him in a team, you're just like, you have to get this guy immediately?
1: I mean, I still think it's Mo.
0: Yeah, it's probably Mo. The fixtures I mean, just, are, are good.
1: Yeah, the fixtures are good. We just saw what happens when last week people are like, oh, modem rads or like go to Mane, save a mill. It's just like bang comes in with a brace and it's a joke. He's just the best player in the game. It's dumb. He
0: was, he was so good against
1: so. like, oh, so when he doesn't play three games in a week, like this is what he looks like. Oh, yeah, great, cool, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a juice fest, yeah. Um. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we go to captains and our teams and stuff? Well, no. I mean, I think we, I think we did a good job today covering stuff. Yeah, I think we talked about stuff. I think that happened. Um. All right. So, who are you looking at capping this week? I mean, you don't even have a team yet, so (laughs) yeah.
1: No. No. Are,
0: Are you? Is that a factor for you? Like, are you? How how often are you looking at your wild team from the perspective of like, uh, who am I capping this week? Who am I capping for the next five weeks or whatever?
1: It's I mean it's very important, but I mean I haven't moved Mo from my team, and I mean I have Raz, so I don't think I need anything else besides the two of them. And you know, yeah, City, probably. Home, Brighton, like I'm not going anywhere besides if I do somehow finish with Kuhn or finish up with Raz. I mean, it's going to be one of them too. For sure, that's uh, that's not even in a remote question mark area for me. But yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Like Amic One T. I mean, just in general, you know, you you want to make sure you've got good captain options and good rotating captaincy shouts. So I feel well covered though with Mo and and a city guy for sure.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they're the two best teams in the league and have all the best players in the league. Yeah, it's
1: it's almost like that, Alon. Yeah.
0: What's the best attack? I mean, I'm on Raz, obviously, but what's the best attacking fixture in the league right now? Like, what would be the juiciest, do you think? Is it like home Norwich because they're like open and attack, or like maybe home West Ham?
1: I think West Ham with Noble and is a lot better than when Jack was playing. So, not anymore. No, I don't think that's the case. Um, Yeah, I, I, I think home Norwich probably. Home Watford? Villa? No, because because Watford still have like the midfield. I, I think home, Decore, I think it's yeah, yeah. I, I think it's home Norwich. I do. Yeah. I, I it's, think a, it's the, the combination
0: of like style of play. It, they also almost, are still playing oh, yeah. with their
1: like backup center backs. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like at le- at <laughs> their, least their first one two back choice back center backs yeah. are are
1: still hurt, aren't they?
0: Yeah, um, I'm blanking on and Zimmerman and Klose. And but Klose. apparently like. Uh God, I'm blanking on every name. One of one of the guys who's starting now is apparently the starter that's gonna pair with Zimmerman, but Godfrey. even though Closa played more last year. Yeah, I think Godfrey. Okay. okay. But uh yeah, I think home Norwich. Just something to think about. It's I'm a little bit worried for Norwich, just off topic. Like I love everything about them and Fark and everything, but they they can't play this way. Like they're gonna get relegated if they play this way.
1: I don't agree. I I think that they're gonna win enough games against the bottom ten. They, I mean, that's about twenty games of your season. I mean, they're not playing for draws. Like they're gonna win a lot of those games. And yeah, we know that. That's what a big. That does. That's a big difference. Yeah, we yeah, know what that difference. does to your your table. Placement when you're winning games against like the palaces and the villas and the Bournemouth, yeah, instead yeah. of drawing or going for one ones or trying to nick a one nil and you, they get the last second equalizer, that kind of shit. They're not going to win any games against the top four,
0: top six for sure, yeah, probably not. They're but just going to concede I, like three yeah. or four and all those,
1: yeah. I mean, unless they change, but I, I still think that they can be safe doing that,
0: yeah, okay. I, I need to trust Fark more, yeah. Um, and then our teams. I mean, so I made my transfers already in your own wallet. So there's not much to say there. I mean, one of the things that that I think swung me personally to Emerson, aside from just Conte and Rudiger and stats and all that stuff, was also I was just looking at the Norwich game, sort of like the flow of the game from an XG perspective, and and basically like from Pookie's goal onwards, Chelsea allowed almost nothing. They just really shut it down from that. And it wasn't even like a tiredness thing because that was like 30 minutes into the match. And I think just seeing that side of them being able to shut down a what, you know, probably a top 10 attacking team in Norwich is just, I was like, yeah, okay. So Emerson in. I mean, Kevin, don't feel like I need to explain. Mount, I don't feel like I need to explain. Hopefully he's not hurt. And then uh, fuck me. I'll have to like pop wildcard or something if he ends up being actually hurt. But. Yeah, I think my transfers are are relatively simple, and I'm looking at Jerry D out next week, um, which is really tough, by the way, because I have nothing in the bank and he's 6'4. So that's going to be brutal next week. I have no idea where I'm going to go, but that's where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, your team looks in good shape, and you have a good rank, so hopefully you keep going.
0: Yeah, Jerry D, like, where where the fuck am I going to go? Ugh. 6'4? Oh, my God. Arsenal City Wolves. <laughs>
1: yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll figure mean, it out. You'll figure it out. I mean, you got to. It might,
0: it might yeah. be like Wesley or fucking Malpai or something. Ugh, it's going to be rough. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. That, that's my next week fucking thing. Um, well, Do you have a wildcard team right now to talk about or is it too early? I mean, not really. It's
1: it's basically I've had like Mo, Raz, Kevin, and I've been kind of tinkering around and Pookie,
0: and I've been tinkering around, tinkering around there, um, and and probably in Lundstrom, Cantwell too, right?
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure I'm going to stick with Cantwell because I've been playing with some like three five two type things.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I like I like three five two. I think. Yeah,
1: just like getting Mount in there as my fifth. I mean, a lot's going to depend on on Martial's fitness. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with him. I mean if he's if he's it just it seems unlikely that he's gonna be declared fit and if there's even a small question mark, he's not like a twelve million player, like you know, I can always buy him again in a couple of weeks when he's actually fit and back in the starting lineup. So if there's any question mark over him, I'm probably gonna bin him. Um,
0: yeah, it seems like a scary thing for a player with exactly his style. If his hamstring is like tender at all, you don't really want him on the pitch. I feel like.
1: Yeah, it's just an unnecessary
0: risk. So, I, so yeah. anyway,
1: I'm, I'm not sure about that. And then I'm still like debating about what to do with like Trent and Rabo. I, I still both, I still like both of them a lot. You know, I would love to have Laporte, but you know, something's got to give. I can't have all these guys. Um, yeah, I mean Dean. I'm i I'm very I'm still very like kind of mixed on Dean. Like his stats are just as good as like Rabo, but I just I don't understand how Everton are not conceding more goals. I really don't with the team that they're playing.
0: And the they midfield been? that they have
1: in, in Gab Gabamin or whatever their fucking gay replacement is dead for like a month at least. Yeah. I just don't I don't get it. And I, I don't think it could keep happening. It's, I mean it might be like a Barnes Blinder for me. And I'm being stubborn, and someone, and in, in, in a team's defense, who I had doubts about before the season started, even though they've been good, you know, they've only let in one or two goals so far in the season. I'm still mixed on that. What, what were
0: you going to say? I was just going to say that I do agree. I've had those fears from preseason onwards about their their defense. The one thing that the the one thing they've been really good at is not allowing shots. And You know, like twenty one shots in the first three is is second to only city seven shots on target in the first three matches is is the best in the league so while I am worried and I don't think they've looked like particularly like i don't know organized like destroying defense or something like that, I do think that like those numbers are telling us a story that they have been whatever it takes, however they're doing it, they have been actually more tight than it seems like. And just like, that's, those are really good numbers to build off of, you know, like the numbers back them up.
1: Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah.
0: Yep. And I did say like, even last week, like uh, for these teams, like it seems like almost one big save a week is as of right now is necessary. And You know, this week it didn't happen. I mean, if if Pickford is an inch to his right or if Mina is an inch to his left, then they block either the pass or the shot from Jota to Wesley. And we're talking about a completely different game where Villa don't really have many other chances. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, I think that that reflects positively on the defense. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, home Wolves at Bournemouth, home Southampton, or Sheffield United, home city. Yeah. I mean, they could still keep two in those four.
0: Yeah, they should, and the they should is, be keeping two.
1: The fixture is still good. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, Dean definitely feels like a, a safe and, and a, a good, smart pick, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to land there. I'll, I'll have to see. Right. Uh, um, yeah, and then other than Pookie, I mean, that second forward spot's very, very much up in the air. I have no idea where I'm going to land. And I mean, talking about Kuhn versus Raz, I mean, it's, it has got the wheels turning. I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. I, I'm also not going to totally rule out just going triple city attack and going cheap at the back and then seeing how that goes. I, I mean. Yep. Raz, Kevin, and Kuhn have not blanked yet this season and their XGX fuck me up the ass is the highest uh, Like it just has gone through my butt and through my skull brain and killed me. <laughs> it's the best attack in the league by so many miles that yeah. it feels like an okay place if I'm going to overextend um, to do it. So I, I'm going to have to really look at that a little bit more too as well. So there's a lot yeah. of directions, and I don't feel that great.
0: <laughs> it's early. You'll you'll get the tinkers out. Um. All right, let me slap some asses. We we're, the signups have still been great, so thank you to everyone who who's signing up, joining the Patreon, and all that shit. We're actually it's only end of August now, but in October we're doing a couple big like Patreon things. So something to look out for. We got we're. More fireside chats coming, all this shit, and, you know, it's, it's, stuff's been good. We're trying to pump out that content, baby. Let me slap the asses of Mitch Clow, Adam Eliasson, Gabe Nono, Mike S., Graham Nation, Ickless Forman, Emil Doolin, Luca, and Bluntman and Chronic, which is, I don't think, his real name. Probably not.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, also just a small plug. It's like we don't have ads for like the golf magazine or like erectile dysfunction, like pills here on FML, FPL. Like it's just me and Alon, like we love talking about soccer and footy and FPL and shit. And, you know, it just helps us, you know, pay the bills with the hours that we spend each week doing the content. And, so, you know, any, any, anyone who signs up, it's uh, very much appreciated it's from the bottom of our hearts, actual.
0: Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, any last words, or we get out of here? Now let's go. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfield. Supp- support us at patreon.com/slashfmlfield. Subscribe, <laughs>
1: rate, right. review,